You are listening to the Gateway Church in Spring Lake, Michigan. To learn more, visit us at thegatewaygh.com. Well, this morning, we are going to conclude the series that we started called My Big Mouth. And I just want to remind you that this is not your neighbor's big mouth, or your spouse's big mouth, or your co-workers, or your boss's big mouth. This is my, my big mouth. And so what we're talking about applies to each of us. And it's been a practical series about the importance of our words. How many know our, our words are important? Our words matter. In fact, in Proverbs 18, verse 21, it says this. It says, The tongue has the power of life and death. There's power in our tongues. And then it goes on to say, it says, and those who love it will eat of its fruit. And what's interesting to me about that is that you all know that this verse is true. You can walk into a place and a word fitly spoken can light up an entire room, can't it? It can change the atmosphere. The same can happen if a word is spoken that's negative or down, it can kill a room as well. You will eat of its fruit, and it's important. There's power in our tongues. Our tongues are powerful. I want to remind you what James chapter 3, verse 8 says. It says, no human being can tame the tongue. It's a restless, restless evil full of deadly poison. We've got to be aware of this. Our tongues cannot be tamed. And there's evidences of this all around. There's so much garbage when it comes to what we allow to come out of our mouths or what we hear in media or uh, in videos or in in movies or even in written form. And it becomes tolerated. We tolerate way too much. The truth is, is that Satan uses our tongues for destruction. And because of that, we said that we want to be quick to listen and slow to speak. We want to be slow to speak. And that's rooted in James chapter 1, verse 19, that says everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And I want to encourage you, if you've not been here over the last couple weeks, find a way to go back and to listen to these messages. You owe it to yourself and to your friends to listen to these messages to guard your mouth. And along the way, we've said we're going to wear a rubber band. Today's the last day we're going to do this. we got a rubber band, and we're asking the Holy Spirit to help us with our big mouth, right? And that when we interrupt or when we uh, complain or when we're critical or when we lie or when our big mouth gets us in trouble and the Holy Spirit reveals it, and we're like, oh, why did I just say that? Let's just snap ourselves here briefly And it'll help us. It triggers, hopefully, we're making some progress in this area. Well, today we're going to take it one more step. We're going to round off the series, and we're not going to talk about lying anymore, being critical or complaining, but instead we're going to talk today about gossip. Some of you called it. Some of it was funny. First service, someone came up to me and said, I was thinking you should talk about gossip. Well, we're going to. And if we asked everyone here to stand and give a definition of what gossip is, all of us have an idea in our lives of what gossip is. And I think if we would take it a step further, we would all say that, there's, that we do not like gossip in our lives. But there's a part of us, all of us, that likes to be in the know. You want to know the juicy details. Knowledge is power. You know what I'm saying? And out of all the sins of the tongue that are deadly, right? That's what we've we've learned in uh, James chapter 3. That's profanity and insults, our lying, negativism, uh, complaining, criticism. Those things are harmful. But gossip is particularly deadly. It destroys more people tarnishes more reputations, has broken more relationships, it's split more churches, it's 
dangerous. It's destructive. And what we know is that gossip comes quickly, it's told quickly, it's heard quickly, and then spread quickly. And unfortunately, it's believed quickly at times. In Proverbs chapter 18, verse 8, it says this, that the words of the gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the inmost parts. And I was studying this verse and kind of meditating on it, and I was thinking about it. And I was thinking, what does choice morsels look like in my life? Well, for me, especially right now, because my wife and I, we decided not to eat sweets for a while, which is not a good idea. I have no idea why we're doing that. But uh, anyway, uh, but M&M's, it's like choice morsels. How many of you guys like M&M's? Peanut M&M's. Oh, I know you guys, been, you guys could hardly worship. You saw these M&M's. You're thinking, what is he going to do with those, right? And the crazy thing about M&M's is you eat one. You can't just eat one. It's a second and a third, and then you're, the bag is gone. You're on your third bag before you know it. Or forget that, just buy the one pounder, and you might be set for a half an hour. I don't know. M&Ms are like choice morsels. Gossip is the same way. It gets started, it may be with one or two, and it's hard to stop. You see what I'm saying? And I was thinking, you know, we've got some connect group leaders that are really stepping out. And uh, any of the connect group leaders here, just raise your hand. We got, we got a few. We're going to, uh, yeah, Nate, I see you're holding up your wife's hand. You think you're going to get some of these if she gets those? You want to you try? Any other connect group leaders? <laughs> no, just kidding. Sarah, thanks for leading a connect group leader. I'm going to give those to you. I'm going to throw it to your husband. There you go. And Sarah, you share those. All right, that's good. And, and some, someone came and said, are you going to give away the big bag, second service? Are you kidding me? Spring break's coming up, baby. <laughs> Actually, I am going to give this away at the end. Make sure I don't forget. All right, all right. But gossip, it's like M&Ms, right? If a little's good, a lot is better, Right? In gossip, it's rampant. It's everywhere. In fact, I'd like to do a little exercise. I'd like you to think of a person in your life that you know is a gossip. All right? And as you think of that person, don't nudge them if they're right next to you, but as you think about them, I want to, to run a couple of little definitions and see if it matches the description of the persons that, I'm, that, were, that are coming to my mind. All right, gossip is a parasite. Gossip is a parasite that requires a host organism to survive. Is that gossip or do they, is they, are they a person? So the plan is don't give place for gossip to live. All right, gossip. It can travel around the world and back before truth can get up and get its pants on. Is that true about the person you're thinking of? It's like the rumor mill going crazy. How about this? Gossip says something negative about someone else that you have no intention on fixing. Ooh, I like that. Can you think of the person that's a gossip? They say something negative, something de derogatory, where they had no plans to be a part of the solution. And gossip, we all know it, it causes a lot of trouble. Lost friendships, embarrassment, loss of trust, reputations out the door, and ultimately it affects the unity, especially in a body of people, a family, or even a church like ours. It is no laughing matter. And it's sneaky, gossip is. It can be disguised as a prayer request. You can say, oh, let's pray for so-and-so. They really, you know, you know what they're going through, and you go ahead and share all the juicy details as a prayer request. I know some of you do it. I've done it before. And some of you say, well, I, if it's true, it's okay to talk about it, right? Well, I like what Craig Crochelle, he's a pastor down south, that says, he said, everything that is said should be true, yes, but not everything true must be said. Great words of wisdom there. See, our words are powerful. Gossip, it can be life, or it can't be life, but it brings death and destruction. Our words are powerful. And the question this morning that we're going to wrestle with is, what will your mouth be known for? What will your mouth be known for? And if it's caught up in gossip, you've got to know that it affects three types of people. Number one, number one, 
and these are all negative, by the way, nothing's positive here. Gossip hurts the person that it's spoken about. When you talk about someone else, it hurts that person. And we know this, don't we? Families are broken. Friendships are destroyed. Maybe you disclosed something about yourself, and then all of a sudden, it went through the rumor mill, and it came back to you, and it was destructive. Gossip hurts the person it's spoken about. In Proverbs chapter 16, verse 28, look what it says. It says, a perverse person stirs up conflict, and a gossip separates close friends. In a few seconds, a friendship can be ruined, what took maybe years or months to build. In a church, let's put it in our context here, people leave churches because they believe gossip. People leave when they're wounded by gossip. It's destructive. Proverbs 6, 19, it's a list of sins that, that God hates. And in verse 19, the last two, it says, a person who pours out lies. We talked about that last week. Rocky Nichols did a great job. Is Rocky here, second service? Uh, where is Rocky? Nope, he's not. He was here first service. I thought he was sticking through, but he did a great job last week talking about lies. But then he, the things that God hates, he hates all sin, but he says the person who stirs up conflict in a community. And why would he hate that? It's because gossip hurts the person it's being spoken about, number one. The second is that gossip also hurts the listener. The person that's hearing the gossip, it hurts them as well. In fact, if you listen to gossip, you are in the wrong, period. You shouldn't listen. It messes with your mind. It hurts you, your heart uh, towards that person. Or maybe you pick up someone else's offense, Proverbs 17, verse 4, let's put that on the screen real quick. It says, the wicked person listens to deceitful lips. A liar pays attention or listens to the destructive tongue. The listener gets hurt when there's gossip. If you're listening, in another version it says, troublemakers listen to troublemakers. It's a problem. And the truth is, is what you permit to listen you also are promoting. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 19 says, A gossip betrays a confidence, so avoid anyone who talks too much. Ooh. <laughs> so it hurts the, the person that's being spoken about. It hurts the listener. It's wrong to listen to gossip. But gossip also hurts the person who's speaking say, what? Because the truth is, is what goes around comes around, doesn't it? What you permit, you promote. Proverbs chapter 25, I love this verse. It's interesting. In verse 9, it says, if you take your neighbor to court, do not betray another's confidence. In other words, don't be gossiping. Don't be sharing. Unless you're under a court of law and you have to, I guess. But then it says, or the one who hears it may shame you and the charge against you will stand. The truth is, is when you talk badly about others, it says a whole lot more about you than it does the person you're chatting about or gossiping about. The way I see it, there's hurts three types of people, and three strikes, you're out. It hurts everyone involved, gossip does. And so, I would say, don't gossip. Thank you very much. <laughs> Don't gossip. You say, well, how in the world am I not going to gossip? How am I not going to hear it? How am I not going to hear, listen to it or, or share or whatever? Well, there's two things. No one's ever called me super profound, and this is not profound. It's really, really simple. It's just two quick things. The first thing is you need to guard your ears. You guard your ears. You stop gossip. And you say, well, I don't want to hear. You can walk away or you can distance yourself or you can guard your ears by speaking up with a good a few questions. In fact, I was researching this and uh, there's an article that said, how can I deal with gossip in others? And it says to ask a few questions. You guard your ears. The question's like this. What is your reason for telling me? 
Ooh, where did you get your information? Have you gone to those directly involved? Have you personally checked out all the facts? And can I quote you if this all checks out? And let me tell you, if you ask a few probing questions like that, you guard your ears, it will stop the gossip. You know what I'm saying? Are you guys with me? Okay. You guard your ears. That's right. Say, oh, that's too hard. I can't do that. Well, I like the one question that might be easiest. Have you had a chance to talk with so-and-so about this? And if not, let's go talk with them. (laughs) You say, oh, that's a good idea. Well, yeah, it is a good idea. It was Jesus who said to do that. In Matthew chapter 18, verse 6, or verse 15, it says, if your brother or sister sins, they gossip, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. The idea there is you go to the person. You don't entertain. Say, what else? Well, you can walk away, distance yourself. You do that. You guard your ears first. The second thing you do is you guard your mouth. You guard your mouth. You're slow to speak, right? And that certainly applies. Maybe you ask the question, would I want someone sharing this about me if I wasn't around? It's kind of the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you, right? Ephesians 4.29, I love that. We studied this a couple weeks ago. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for the building up of others according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. The idea here is you guard your ears, you guard your mouth. It's that simple. You guard your ears, you guard your mouth. And the goal here is to kill gossip at the root. How do you do that? Proverbs 26, verse 20 says this, Without wood, a fire goes out. Without a gossip, a quarrel dies down. In other words, if you don't share it, keep it going, it'll stop. If you don't add fuel to the fire, so to speak, it will stop. And our goal for each of us is for us to be in a place where we recognize, we walk away, we guard our ears, we guard our mouths, all for the glory of God. Why? Because our words matter and our words can be destructive. And the problem with gossip and the, go- and the problem with, with other uh, sins of the tongue, insults and anger that comes out or, or uh, belittling someone or any of these things, it's, it's a problem not so much of our speech or our tongue or our big mouth. Instead, it's a problem with our broken, stained heart. It's our hearts. We, took, we, we looked at this verse. Let's look at it one more time. Ma- uh, Matthew 12, 34. It says, you brood of vipers, how can you who are evil say anything good? For the mouth speaks what it is full of. The mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. It's our hearts So if you've been wrestling with this idea and asking yourself, man, why do I lie so much? It's because you've got a sin-stained heart. Or the reason that you complain or that you're critical, it's your broken heart. The reason you're so mean or the reason you belittle other people, it's your heart. The reason you gossip or the reason your big mouth gets you in trouble, you've had to snap yourself a few times this month, it's your heart. That's where the trouble is. Does that make sense? So what do you do with this? Well, at the very beginning of the series, I had run across a little uh, diagram that said we need to think before we speak, which I think is really good uh, advice. 
and uh, on this idea of thinking, uh, there's, there's some things that kind of came out of that, and I had been planning to close our series with this idea, and, uh, and I, I do want to share this with you, but I'm not going to spend a lot of time with it. I thought the whole message was going to be around this. In a second, you might want to take a picture of it, but it just says this. Before you speak, you need to think, is what I'm about to say, is it true, number one? Is it helpful, number two? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? And is it kind? And if you run these, this through what you're about to say, you're quick to listen, then slow to speak. And before you speak, you think about it. Is it true, helpful, inspiring, necessary? Is it helpful or is it kind? You can do this. This is an important thing to do. Does that make sense? And it's a heart thing. It's a Holy Spirit thing. But then I thought, you know what? It goes deeper than this. It's really, it's more than just what we think in our own mind. This is a life-transforming idea that needs to happen inside of our hearts. And I was doing some other digging, and on on, uh, Thursday afternoon, I ran across a resource on YouTube. Uh, I was Googling, talking about gossip, and uh, one of my favorite pastors that I've read some of his books that have been really inspiring, Francis Chan. Anybody ever heard of Francis Chan? He's got a way with words, and he really pulls it out of you. In fact, our young adults group is going to use some of his material. But anyway, Francis Chan, it said, Francis Chan, gossip, and then it said, warning, you can't unwatch this. And I thought, whoa, okay. And I'm like, click. <laughs> and uh, it was like a 10-minute clip. And, and Francis Chan in his way, and you can look it up and, and you can watch it yourself. But he, he describes Second Chronicles chapter 7. And that the children of Israel had just finished building the first temple and they're dedicating it to the Lord. And it's a story where the power of God fell and there was like a fire consumed inside the temple and all the people are outside of the temple. And what happened when the fire of God, the presence of the Lord was there? They fell on their face and they worshiped God. And Francis Chan tells it in a great way. It's worth the watch if you get get around to it. But the glory of the Lord was there, was filling the temple. And then he goes on to say in in his illustration, he says, it would be absolutely crazy at that moment if someone would have grabbed a sledgehammer and started tearing down the temple, putting holes in the wall. No one in their right mind would have done that because it was the temple of God. And I thought, hey, we got a new building here. If someone, one of you, grabbed this sledgehammer and started swinging away, I know Bruce can't because his back's still hurting, but uh, if Logan, my son, you know, grabbed this and started whacking and put holes in the wall, we'd be like, what in the world? I mean, someone would stop him, right? Who would stop him? Thank you. Yes, Autumn Knutson. I would be afraid of her too. So don't do it. Don't even try it. Just kidding. And so he's, he's making this parallel. So like, that would be insane. Put the hammer down. This is sacred ground. What you're putting holes in is sacred, is, is what, what I was hearing Francis Chan say. And then he takes us to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. It was almost like I could see it coming. It's brilliant. He says, look, don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person for God's temple is sacred and you together are that temple. And so he says, look, in the Old Testament, if someone was going to destroy the temple at that moment, no one would have allowed it. But the power of our words and gossip in particular, is so destructive and we tolerate it among God's people, ouch, right? See, when you're saved, we understand that we become the temple of the Holy Spirit. God is dwelling in each of us. And as a group of people, we are God's, we're his workmanship and we're part of Uh, of what he's building, the church. We're all bricks, and Jesus is the cornerstone. And if anyone were to try to break down a brick of God's house, God's people, someone 
should stop them and say, no more. We're not going to allow this. Because our tongues are so powerful. Our words are so important. So we need to be slow to speak. We need to guard our ears, right? We're not going to listen to it. We're going to walk away. And I know what someone's saying. Well, I like to be a safe place where people can share, and I'm not going to share it with anyone else. No. If you're listening to it, you are an enabler. And it's wrong. It's gossip. You're insane. Francis Chan, he said, if you listen to gossip, you're an idiot. Just like the guy that would be tearing down God's temple. Francis Chan said it, not me. We need to guard our ears. We also need to guard our mouth. We don't want to be flippant in our words. We need to confess our sin, right? If you're the speaker, it's not cute. It's not uh, innocent. It's, it's dangerous. It's destructive when you find yourself gossiping. And by the way, if you don't say it, it can't be repeated. Just a point. But if you gossip, if you insult, if you complain about something, if you're critical, if you're rude against God's temple, against God's people, so to speak, you're insane. What you're doing is against what is sacred. We are sacred. We're the temple of the Holy Spirit. And because of that, we need to stop it. Did you know that our words can actually grieve the Holy Spirit? It's true. Our words can grieve the Holy Spirit. And because of that, and because our words are so powerful, 1 Corinthians 3.17 that we read a second ago, it says God will destroy that person that is cutting down that one of God's people. And I thought, man, God will destroy them? And then I put the shoes on my foot. If someone was talking about one of my kids, Reagan or Logan, you get a righteous anger, don't you? Like, hey, you're not going to cut them down. You're not going to diss them. And you stand up for your kids. Well, that's what God does for us. That's what it means. God will destroy that person. He's going to take care of you. And so we want to do that. Now, this morning, I was thinking, you know, we had this this illustration, sledgehammer and all this, and I thought, man, let's take this a step further. Let's have a little fun. And I'm just wondering, how many connect group leaders do we have here? Uh, just, you know, raise your hand. The groups that are just coming up. All right. Uh, I need a volunteer. Now, some of you guys saw this first service. Any of you want to volunteer and help me? You know what's coming. Uh, okay. No, no, Nick, you're not a connect group leader. I want a connect group leader for this. Uh, any of them? Otherwise, I'm just going to pick one of you. No, you're not a connect group leader either. All these. Okay. All right, Sarah Bogard. Come on up. You got the, the M&Ms, and so come on up here. All right. Okay, all right. Make your way up on stage. Now, all right. What I want to do is I want to give us all a visual that I want you to see and to hear and almost kind of feel what it's like when gossip or really any negativity comes out of our mouth. What, what, is, what kind of destruction is that? And to illustrate that, I want us to see uh, this, you know, taken care of. And so, so go ahead and grab that, get, measure it up. And uh, it happened way quicker first service than I expected. So, yeah, wait, wait until we, we get this. But, but um, all right, yeah, you're looking pretty good there. All right, looking great. All right, so, so what we're going to do, I want you to think about what it sounds like Maybe I'll put the microphone right underneath it. Just kidding, just kidding. I'm not going to do that. Uh, Pastor Bobby's like, what? Uh, but what it looks like and what it feels like, and this is the power of destruction that comes out of our tongue, okay? And then I've got a story I want to tell, and then the positive side. All right, so here we go. Should we count it down? All right. It, it, it actually broke way easier than I thought for a service. You saw, wait, watch, she won't be able to break it. No, I'm just kidding. No. I was kidding. I was kidding. All right. All right, you ready? Right down the middle. And if it takes more than one hit, just have at it. And uh, all that pent-up anger with the kids. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. All right. This is one of our fine Connect Group leaders. Let's, come on, let's encourage her, all right? All right, here we go. We'll count it down. Here we go. Three, two, 
One. Oh. Impressive. Nice job. That was, that was awesome. Now, that's the destructive side of our tongue. And we have got to protect against that. You say, is it really that serious? Well, yes, it is. A few years back, this goes a lot of years back, actually, right here at our church, there was a board member that stopped going to our church. And after he left, and he, we had some issues, he wouldn't stop talking. And I found out about it through the rumor mill that so-and-so was sharing these things. And I'm a young pastor, and I'm thinking, what in the world? And, I mean, you think of the sound and what we just saw and what that feels like. Well, it was painful for me as a pastor. I'm thinking, what do I do? So I reached out to the district office. I'm like, I've got an ex-board member that won't keep his, keep his mouth shut. What do you do? And the district said, all right, you need to validate Find someone that he's directly told, confirm that that's true, what's being said, and then you've got to confront him. I'm thinking, oh, do I really want to do this? But for the sake of the church, for the sake of unity, I needed to do it. So I did the research, found out that, it, yes, indeed, he was saying some negativity. What's crazy is there are some partial truths, but then it was just, it was like throwing up gossip. It was bad. And I confronted this man, and I said, look, what you're doing is hurting the church. And most of what you're saying isn't even true. And I asked him to stop. And it was a difficult conversation, I'll tell you. And he did, as far as I know. And he apologized. And we did it because he couldn't let the power of gossip or destructive words hurt the church. We had to fight for it. Now, this is destructive. Now, on the flip side, our words can also bring life, right? And you think about a positive word that you can hang on to. I look back in my life. There were moments in my life that I can go back in a word that someone spoke to me about me that I have carried for years and years and years. There's a guy, his name is Don Buttry, back in my first church. Early on in my ministry, I'm a kid's pastor. I think it was one of the first times I preached. And back then, it wasn't all that pretty, and I'm not sure it's pretty now, but, uh, but he, he came up to me after, and he spoke some words of encouragement, and he said, Ben, you have got a gift and he says, I see you going really, really far, and God is going to use you. And that word from Don Buttry, I still remember. And I, it was life. And we have the choice, life or death. What will your mouth be known for? Seriously, it's our choice. Lord, help us. This morning, we've been saying quick to listen. That's covering our ears. Slow to speak. That's covering our mouth. We fight for these things. And when the Holy Spirit prompts us, <laughs> we can wear these rubber bands after today if you want. Keep the lesson going. But the point is, it's up to us. And you will be known by what you say. Thank you for the truth of your word. And Lord, I pray that this illustration, this busted up concrete block would never be forgotten. That it'd be etched in our minds about the power of the destructive nature. On the flip side, help us to remember stories in our own lives or illustrations where where a word fitly spoken was like a choice morsel on the flip side, where it just was beautiful and it caused great joy. It was something we can hang on to. And Lord, I pray that you would help us. Holy Spirit, help.
help us with our tongue. With your head bowed and eyes closed, if you're here this morning, you're saying, Pastor, (laughs) I realize I need some help with my tongue in this season of my life. I want you just to lift up your hand. Yeah. Yep. Whether it's gossips or insults, complaining, being critical, being sarcastic, belittling, could go on and on. Yeah. You can put your hand down. I'm going to pray that this moment will never be erased from your mind and that you would be able to be quick to listen, slow to speak. Father, I pray that this would be true in all of our lives, especially for those that just raise their hand Give us the strength. Give us the Holy Spirit help to be able to do this, God, I pray. We give you the praise. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to do one other thing today. We're going to end the service in kind of a unique way. And thanks, Anna. Isn't Anna doing a great job? I love Anna. She's awesome. What I'd like to do is set up a a picture where we can work out this message series in real time. And the way we can do that, to have a safe place where gossip and insults and complaining are not going to be tolerated, to put these things into practice where there's some accountability, what better place to do that than in our connect groups that are going to start in just a couple weeks away. And so what we've done is we've asked uh, the connect groups to stick around for both services, and many of them were able to do that. And so if you're a connect group leader, I'm going to ask that you come on up and just kind of fill the stage. Uh, Jessica, you come too for ours, and uh, let's, let's do this. And what we'd like to do is just give you a, a picture of what we are looking forward to for the month of April and May for eight weeks. We are asking for a commitment from every single one of you for eight weeks. For eight weeks, you can do anything, and it's going to help you. We talk about living out our mission. We live out our mission by celebrating what God is doing on Sunday mornings through worship. We connect with God. The second piece is we connect with each other and look at this team of people that are uh, that are able and willing, and they're opening up their homes, their hearts, uh, to be able to connect with you. And we know when we connect with each other, uh, good things happen. And so uh, we want to encourage you to do that. Now, we got a whole variety of connect groups here, and what we want to do is just illustrate. And if you grab your bulletin insert as we're going through these, I want you just to star one or two, and then you're going to connect with them out in the lobby here in a minute. But I'm going to start... Actually, let's start. I'll go the opposite way. Down here at the the end is Rick Ebeling. And uh, Rick and I are uh, going to work with business leaders during the lunch hour on Thursday's lunch. And uh, Rick is opening up. He's a business leader in the community. And he's going to open up his his place. He's going to provide lunch for us for free. I'm in. I'm like, yeah, all right. And But more than that, we're going to study God's Word and talk about our walk with the Lord and how that relates to the marketplace and business. And we are excited to walk with some business leaders. And, uh, and if you're a business leader and can take Thursdays for eight weeks uh, during the lunch hour, make it a priority. We're going to keep it tight on the time. We'll eat and kind of be working at the same time, and we're going to grow. And it's, I'm really, really excited about that. Next up is uh, parenting, positive parenting with the Richards. Where's Joe? Get up here, Joe. Joe and Amy, and then also the Wyants. They were here first service. Uh, the Wyants and the Richards are going to, um, to be leading positive parenting. And listen to this description. I, listen, I'm, if you can read along with me. Positive parenting gives you the tools you need to finally put an end to the exhausting power struggles with your children. I'm in. Just kidding. (laughs) No, anyway, it's going to be a great class, and it's on Tuesday nights, child care provided. 
We were wanting some of these groups to have childcare, and that's going to be one of those wonderful. Thank you guys for leading. All right, up next, we got Joel. And it's actually not Joel. He's just standing in for Andy and Jen Gutierrez. It's, it's Andy's birthday, and they had birthday plans before we, we did this, but they were here first service. And Joel's a young adult, one of the, the small groups that we said, man, we know we've got young adults. They need to connect. We've got a small group. He's going to be standing in for them. And uh, out in the lobby, you can sign up. Joel will have that. that uh, it's going to be awesome. And by the way, Andy and Jen, they just built a house for cash. It's an incredible, you got to, if you're a young adult, they will inspire you to go to the next level in a lot of different ways. And so anyway, scooch down. All right, next we got a great couple. This is the small group that Jessica and I participated in this last season. This is Rocky and Pam Nichols, and they are a wonderful, where are you going? Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm distracted, man. Anyway, Rocky and Pam, they did an incredible job uh, and there is questions never asked. And, I mean, there's a whole variety of things. Rocky is a whiz when it comes to research, and he brings a topic at hand, gives a little uh, description, and then he will say, hey, what do you think? And let's get back to the Word of God. It's a great, great group. Pam is a wonderful host. Rocky brings the word. The combination is super awesome. And so anyway, I'm really, really excited. And by the way, it's open season. I know you guys had a bunch of people in your group. And I mean, we had a full house, but some of those folks will go somewhere else. And so this is an open group. So even if you weren't participating before, it's an open group and we'll want you to connect out there. Great, great group. Now, up next is Mary Eastman. And where's your husband? Counting. He's counting. Okay. He's an usher today. We'll let him slide. Uh, anyway, Jim and Mary Eastman, one of the things we want to do is provide something for our seniors and saying, hey, we've got to get our seniors together to connect. And uh, they love to be together, but we wanted to provide a place for that. And that's going to happen on Fridays at 1 o'clock. Is that right? Oh, by the way, Sunday at uh, 6 o'clock, Tuesdays at 6.30, Tuesdays, whatever it says on the paper, Thursdays. Anyway, sorry. So Fridays for the seniors say, hey, 1 o'clock, and they're going to do games, some Bible study. Uh, they may do some trips and different things. And uh, it's more fun. It's retired and inspired. And uh, I love that. And it's going to be a great, great group. Jim and Mary will lead that. And uh, I know we got some retired folks. That'd be great. All right, up next, we got She Man, uh, uh, Brick Crusher. Moms to Mom group, and you guys are meeting on Wednesdays at 10 o'clock, is that right? Wednesdays at 10 o'clock, it's at your place? Nope. At the Carafels, okay, great. But uh, this group is ongoing, but again, it's an open group, and uh, uh, please come, moms, and we love that. And the cool thing, I'll just brag on their group, uh, Tracy actually has been sick over the last little bit, and then her husband, Adam, has been working out of town, and to see the way your small group has cared for Tracy and the rest of the Carafels uh, has been awesome. That's the power of being together. If you come to church and you just slip in and slip out and you get sick or you, you know, this or that, and you're like, oh, no one cares. We actually do care, but you've got to connect with each other. I'll get off my soapbox now. But anyway, great, great group. Love that. Who's this lovely lady? <laughs> This is my wife, Jessica, and we are excited. Uh, we are going to do a Wednesday night group for families with child care. All the way, child care, child care down there, child care here, child care, so on and so forth. But anyway, uh, we are doing a group called Smart Money, Smart Kids. Now, this is not for your kids. It's for the parents, and it's a follow-up class to Financial Peace University, but you don't have to go through Financial Peace University to be a part of this class. And we feel like at this point in our life, we have got something to say in regards to parenting and finances. Uh, the Lord has helped us to build this, and we live debt-free, and then our daughter's going through college debt-free, and we want to talk about all those things. And from, uh, from the little kids uh, to the junior hires, the high schoolers, and even college, how do you help your kids succeed? And it's going to be a great class, and we're excited about that. Child care will be it's also, youth group happens at night, so if you got youth kids, bring the kids, and then come and hang out with us. So that's going to go on Wednesday nights. Then on Monday nights, right, Bobby's going to be doing a group called 
starting point with Pastor Bobby, and it's a great first step class. You're saying, man, where would I start? This is a great place, whether you're new in your faith or you want to kind of reestablish and kind of look at Christianity from a, from a modern uh, standpoint, a fresh perspective, and it's going to be a great class. There will be child care provided for this class as well on Monday nights. And the last group, you walked with some folks, and it was incredible. And I know there's some here that this is the, your next step. You're saying, man, I'm new in my faith, or I, I, I need a, a fresh start. This is a great place, starting point with Pastor Bobby. Up next is our youth group. Our youth group, we're saying, hey, this is part of our culture. Our youth need to be doing small groups as well, which they have been. And that's going to be Sunday night, 6 o'clock. And Sunday night, and that's going to be here, right? It's a one group for all, and then they kind of split up from there. And uh, Pastor Bruce is doing a great job. His leaders, we're excited about that group in particular. Uh, these students need to be together more than a Wednesday night as well. And, uh, and so we love that, and we fan the flame for youth. And so your students, listen, it's a priority for you and for your kids to be a part of these small groups. All right. Up next, we got a men's group down there with, with Rick, but also with Blaine Bartell. Bechtel Bartell. Who's Blaine Bartell? He's, a, he's an evangelist. Oh, okay. I'm just speaking it over you. Try. Yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. Anyway, Bechtel, sorry about that. It's late in the afternoon. I've been talking a long time, man. Two services. Yeah, anyway. You want to just take over? There's some, there's some peanuts down there. Ooh. Well, we're going to give those away in just a second. All right. So Blaine, though, is... Uh, we we sought out we sought after we saying you know what we need something for the men and there are a lot of men here this is your look at these guys we need to be together eight weeks give Blaine and the and his team eight weeks we're gonna be meeting here at the church Sunday nights and do it and it's gonna be awesome and God's gonna bless that and uh, we're really really excited thank you for stepping up and uh, and guys. This is our chance to really grow and really take some ground spiritually. It's going to be a great, great class. Blaine, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, absolutely. So Blaine will be doing that. And then our last one here, and then we got some that aren't, is Barb Olinsky. And she's going to be on Friday mornings, 9 o'clock. And it's all about prayer and praying through fear. And, uh, and so this is a ladies group, and we just want to encourage you ladies, uh, if you're available Fridays, Barb is a prayer warrior. She loves to pray. She's a great example, and she will help you, and she will, you, will, you will love this class. It's going to be incredible, and so that's Fridays at 9 in the morning, right? Wonderful. <laughs> Sorry. It's not like it's, we're going to read a book about prayer and learn how to pray through fear, so if you have anxiety, if you have um, fear of anything, this book will, by God's word, and through prayer reading it, and through our group session, hopefully take the bondage that Satan wants to put on us and hold us captive to make us free in Christ. Sounds pretty good. And I love that. And thank you for leading that. It's going to be awesome. We have two other groups. The Hardys are on vacation and Mary Hardy leads a happy hour uh, with Mary Hardy Tuesdays at 10 o'clock, and that's another group that's excelled in caring for people. It's been incredible. That group will continue, but it's open, kind of open season. And then the last one is at the Hardy's house on Wednesday nights, is it? Where was it? Yeah, Wednesday nights, 6.30 at the Hardy's. That's in North Muskegon area, and I think uh, Rick and Katrinka are going to kind of partner with them. Uh, to, to make that happen, and you will not want to miss that. Spend time with uh, the Hardys. It's going to bless you. And so look, this is what we want you to see. When you're looking at these fine folks here, we are taking a huge jump. We went from seven groups last time, I think it was, to now 13 groups, and we're doing that strategically because we believe this is the time to, for us to connect. And we want you to be a part. So what we're going to do is we're going to dismiss you guys. You guys can head out into the lobby. And they're going to be out there with clipboards and hanging out by tables. And uh, we want you, you may have starred one or two of these. Uh, we want you to connect with them 
And it's not signing up saying, yeah, I'm for sure. It's saying, hey, I'm interested. I need to check my calendar, but that sounds pretty good. Get to know them, shake their hand. Uh, and that is there. So when you leave here in just a moment, we don't want you just to hustle through. We want you to connect with one of these and say, you know what? I can do that. Eight weeks, we can do anything. All right. Give them a second to get out there. Why don't you go ahead and stand? And we are going to go ahead and close. Again, these will be a safe place to put this whole last message series into practice. And uh, Joel, after the song, you'll be out there. That'd be good. All right. And same with you, Bobby. Good. Hallelujah. It's kind of a strange way to end the service. But we felt like it's so important. Our future is really going to be strengthened the stronger our connections are with each other. And for some of you, you've been out doing this on your own. And maybe you've been struggling with your big, fat mouth. <laughs> and you need help. Well, we're providing a place for that. Eight weeks. I believe the Holy Spirit's dropped some things in your heart when you leave. Let's take care of that. For the rest that are here, really is just as we close. We need the Holy Spirit's help in this journey. We come to get filled up, to be poured out, to be a blessing. I want to pray this week that God would use you far beyond your wildest imagination. Let's pray. Lord, I pray right now that you bless this congregation. Bless our guests. Lord, help us, Lord, in these next few moments as we consider making ourselves known in regards to small groups. I pray that you would give us your wisdom. What group should I go to? Help us, Lord, to grow in this season. And Lord, help us to see exponential spiritual growth and continued your glory, for your honor. But we'll need to add more chairs in the back. We're already close to this service. God, help us to, to, to be able to do that and to make a difference, to reach one more. It's all for your glory, for your honor. And Lord, I pray that you just now go before us, behind us, and all around us. Give us a great, great week in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Turn and greet one another and make yourself known in the lobby. If you're a guest, you can meet us at the Connection Center as well. God bless you. Go in the grace of God. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from the Gateway Church. If you'd like to find out more about our church, such as service times, giving, and ways to get connected, visit us at thegatewaygh.com.